you've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. (gasps) Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Now, the woman who's changing the face of health care each and every day. That's the fact, Jack! Here's Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, apparently it's a really hot seller these days in home stores. Tests to check the lead around the house, whether it's toys, dishes, paint, soil, even water. There are new tests out there to determine just exactly how much lead to which you are exposed. He's the manager of one of the uh, premier integrative medical practices in the country, the Environmental Health Center in Dallas. Chris Ray joins us today on behalf of our good friends over at the American Association of Health Freedom. We'll talk about the attacks on practitioners of integrative alternative medicine nationwide with Chris Ray joining us today right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. It's an intriguing Finnish study taking a look at young military conscripts and their vitamin D levels. Now, this can be accomplished using a blood test called the 25-hydroxy vitamin D blood test. And what they found is that those young men who had lower levels of vitamin D were much more likely to be absent during the course of the study with respiratory infections compared to uh, those who had high levels of vitamin D. Additionally, they found a significant association between vitamin D levels and the amount of physical exercise and among those who smoked, significantly lower levels of vitamin D because we now know vitamin D deficiency can be linked to getting the flu, seasonal affective disorder, increasing our risk of prostate, breast, colon cancer, and much more. Important that all of us recognize uh, what is our vitamin D level and how can we ensure that we get optimal amounts on a regular basis. Well, we've had the Harvard-based psychiatrist here who, looking at the latest figures, indicates that 90% of Americans are fatty acid deficient. Fatty acid referring to those essential fatty acids that we find in sources like cold water fish, um, fish oil supplementation, nuts or sea beverage sea vegetables. Uh, what they found in studying this a little bit further at a major Swedish university, the Swedish Research Council talked about taking a look at mothers-to-be whose family had a history of developing allergy and asthma. In other words, it kind of ran in the family. Half of the women took nine capsules of concentrated EPA fish oil each day throughout their pregnancy from the 25th week through the third month of nursing the other half got a placebo pill 
And what they found is that the fish oil children had fewer than half as many reactions to some common foods like eggs at the age of one year as did the placebo group. Why? We know that fish oil helps to modulate the immune system, modulate the inflammatory response, and uh, we have more allergies and asthma than ever before linked to our low consumption of fish oil. Well, the evidence appears to be uh, that's exactly connecting the dots. This is interesting. British researchers have been taking a look at male cancer survivors, taking a look at the fact that many cancer survivors have more body fat than men who have not survived cancer, have higher levels of insulin, insulin resistance, higher blood sugar levels, and a worse quality of life. They report more fatigue, reduced sexual function, And what these British researchers found is that there was widespread low testosterone among male cancer survivors. In fact, they found a group of cancer survivors who had, frankly, very low levels of testosterone. So you wonder, was it the cancer? Was it the accompanying nutritional deficiencies that we often see with cancer patients because little is done uh, to appreciate optimizing their nutrition or is it some side effect of the treatment themselves? Whatever it is, it is important to note that optimizing your hormonal levels is essential to optimize your health, particularly if you're a cancer survivor. We'll post the link to this study, Low Testosterone Frequent in Male Cancer Survivors, at our website, HealthyTalkRadio.com. What's research from Japan's National Cancer Center reporting that the benefits of green tea reduces the risk of prostate cancer by nearly 50%. They found that drinking five cups of green tea a day was a particular benefit in men who had aggressive prostate cancer, reducing that risk by 48%. Now, if we combine that with the fact that we know that prostate cancer risk can be diminished by green tea, by the use of high lignin flaxseed oil or freshly ground flax, by pomegranates, uh, by lycopene, particularly the lycopene that we might find in cooked tomatoes, we have a recipe for helping to keep prostate cancer at bay with a new Japanese study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology that drinking five cups of green tea a day may reduce the risk of prostate cancer, especially aggressive prostate cancer, by nearly 50%. Well, it's quite disturbing. The U.S. has now been found to have a sharply higher rate of women dying during or just after pregnancy. In fact, much higher than um, our European counterparts, even in relatively poor European countries like Macedonia and Bosnia. What they find is that 6 million uh, uh, women get pregnant each and every year in this country. 4 million children are born. uh, And the major cause of U.S. pregnancy-related deaths are blood clots, hemorrhage, and complications of medical uh, uh, conditions that include uh, preeclampsia and eclampsia. And, of course, all those can be related 
to certain lifestyle factors. Blood clots, hemorrhage, preeclampsia, all linked to inflammation. And we know in America we live an inflammatory lifestyle. We eat that meat-sweet diet where we know that a plant-based diet and a diet rich in good fats, devoid of the bad fats, it's much less likely to promote inflammation. Activity is key to helping uh, um, actually protect ourselves against high levels of inflammation. And certain key nutrients make a difference as well. You want more of the good fats that you might find in fish oil, uh, things like ginger, curry, garlic, all of these very important with the sobering news that our rate of women dying during or just after pregnancy much higher than uh, even relatively poor European countries. Well, it's off the shelf, and we're now taking a look at full-page ads with the revocation by the Food and Drug Administration pulling cold medicines targeted for babies and toddlers off the market, which leaves many parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles asking the question, well, what am I going to give my child if they're sick? Of course, there are great books out there, um, books about homeopathic remedies, very safe for children, books about herbal remedies, again, very safe if used wisely for children. And, of course, if we take a look at how we can prevent colds and flus, washing of the hands, uh, more vitamin D exposure, more uh, vitamin C. And you can get this from foods as well as from powdered drinks. Uh, Certainly herbs can make a difference as well with infant cold medicines now being pulled off the market. Well, it sobered us uh, last year, the revelation that better than one in four Americans will have some form of joint disease dysfunction in their lifetime. Now, a new survey just released from the Centers for Disease Control indicating that 33%, one in three U.S. adults, say their arthritis, their joint dysfunction, limits their ability to work. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is all lifestyle-related. We're going to return to talk about uh, diabetes prevention with lifestyle changes. Uh, and at the bottom of the hour, Chris Ray will be joining us today on behalf of our good friends of the American Association for Health Freedom. We'll talk about the attack on physicians who practice alternative medicine right here in Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio, where we're changing healthcare one idea at a time. It's what we do each and every week during this time. We focus uh, on health freedom for you as me as healthcare consumers, our right to become educated, uh, make wise choices no matter what our healthcare options might be, and for practitioners as well. We'll be uh, taking up that weighty topic of the rights of healthcare practitioners to practice complementary, alternative, integrative wellness therapies with the manager of uh, one of our nation's premier practices in that arena, the Environmental Health Center in Dallas. Chris Ray will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. We uh, first be remiss not to mention what is being talked about in the journal Diabetes Care. That is research to indicate that changing lifestyle 
is effective at reducing type 2 diabetes risk. The challenge is how do you educate people and how do you motivate them that lifestyle makes a difference. Dr. Walter Willett's simple plan to eliminate, well, the president of the American Diabetes uh, Foundation believes it's 95% of all diabetes simply by saying, eat as many uh, fruits and vegetables, eat as plant-based diet as possible, get all the bad fats out of your diet, eat some good fats each and every day. If you eat a grain, make it a whole grain, supplement wisely, exercise daily, simple steps to prevent and even reverse type 2 diabetes with lifestyle changes. Would it work here or would they even consider it to overcome the European state-run healthcare systems and their notorious stinginess about paying for new drugs? Some of the pharmaceutical companies are taking a novel approach. It has already been done in Great Britain, Johnson & Johnson, telling the National Health Service in Great Britain that um, they don't have to pay for Velcade, the blood cancer drug, unless it works. They've also approached France in this fashion, and any number of drug companies are either offering these deals rather than lower the prices because they are fearful of setting precedents which would cause insurance companies in this country to say, wait wait, wait a minute, a course of Velcade can cost $49,000. You're selling it for much less in Europe. Why should we pay it in this country? So instead, the drug companies are saying, if it doesn't work, you won't have to pay for it. Novel approach. I have to commend them. And this is one of these areas where we would like pharmaceutical companies to put their money where their mouth is, particularly in view of the fact that some of the orphan drugs can cost as much as $600,000 a year. Well, if uh, your work week ahead is going to encompass some cleaning, particularly household cleaning, or even if you do it professionally, uh, commercial cleaning, you may want to take note of research just published the end of last week in the American Journal of Respiratory and Critical Care. The frequent use of household cleaning sprays is an important risk factor for adult asthma. In fact, they found exposure to cleaning materials even once a week can account for as many as one in seven cases of adult asthma. What they found is that the risk of developing asthma increased with the frequency of cleaning. Air fresheners, furniture cleaners, and glass cleaners had the strongest effects on our respiratory health. And one of the fastest growing products in the natural categories in the natural products industry is the fact that we don't have to use chemical sprays to help keep our homes and workplaces clean. There are a great number of non-toxic things you can do on your own with simple uh, baking soda and um, uh, things like borax and others, or you can buy commercial 
brands of natural cleaning products. I'm even seeing them in some of the mainstream grocery stores just by making wiser product choices. And if you're interested, there is a great uh, guide for not only cleaning products, but literally every product that we as uh, consumers buy. It's the Safe Shoppers Bible, published by Dr. Sam Epstein, a professor emeritus in the Department of Epidemiology at the University of Illinois, Chicago. Safe Shoppers Bible, with a new study out indicating that housework could pose health hazards with the sobering statement that frequent use of household cleaning sprays is an important risk factor for adult asthma. Well, the topic intrigued me at today's American Medical Association news. Two new studies showing that many patients are now moving beyond the what did the doctor tell you to do? Doc, just tell me what to do mentality that Uh, more surveys are showing that patients and doctors are forming partnerships in decision making, leaving behind that I'm the doctor, I know best quote, the word used by today's American Medical Association news the paternalistic approach that often doctors were actually taught in ethics classes in medical schools in this country to uh, distance themselves from the patient to often um, you know, reserve any personal interaction in an effort to not sway their objectiveness. But, of course, that put too much distance and created that, I'm the doctor, I know what's best, with now a new Seattle survey showing that 86% of parents participated in medical uh, decisions concerning their hospitalized child. And uh, even uh, now, we uh, are now finding that um, there are many situations where we uh, need to take a look at all of our treatment options, look at the risk, look at the benefits when it comes to uh, making an informed decision about what's best for us. And with recently published research uh, indicating that all too often we are not part of that decision-making process, clearly there are some patients who want to be empowered uh, to be part of this picture, that patients today want to be more involved in their care. Well, it's called the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics. They've been in the research lab or actually sending 33 name brand red lipsticks to a well-known testing laboratory, finding that 61% of them, so we're second saying that better than 6 in 10 of them, had detectable levels of lead. And with the growing concern these days that heavy metals, whether it's mercury, uh, from fish and other sources. Of course, we find it even in cosmetic pro- uh, products like mascara or lead in lipsticks. Many people are now saying it's time to change that mentality, that there is no acceptable level of lead, no acceptable level of mercury, even though there's nothing on the planet that does not have some degree 
of these heavy metals. They set the stage for higher blood pressure. They uh, set the stage uh, for an increased risk of heart disease. And uh, after all the money we spend in this country, two and a half times what any other country on the planet uh, spends, we still have very high rates of heart disease, number one killer of both men and women in this country. So just keep in mind, those heavy metals may be in amazing sources with the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics pointing out that lipsticks do contain lead. We'll come back and talk about um, our focus uh, on American Association of Health Freedom uh, I understand that um, our plan guest is not going to be able to join us, but we'll talk about health freedom issues uh, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may be eye-opening, controversial, and disturbing to some closed-minded members of the medical community, but it is all well-documented and presented by credentialed guests as well as our knowledgeable host. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but hey, that's life. I'm Deborah Ray. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio, where each and every week during this time we focus on health freedom issues. And because we don't control the weather, our, our guest that we had promised to talk about important issues regarding the rights of practitioners who practice in the genre of complementary and alternative integrative wellness medicine will be unable to join us today, which gives us the opportunity to have a very special guest, a, certainly a well-heeled expert, in all matters relating to wellness and health and health freedom issues from inside the Beltway. He works hand-in-glove on Capitol Hill with the American Association of Health Freedom. He's Dr. Bill Duncan, who joins us today. Bill, hello and welcome. Hello. How are you, Deborah? Well, nice to have you join us. It's wonderful to be here. Well, with the front page of many newspapers around the country today, Bill, talking about um, a continued decline in cancer rates in this country, I can't help, and I, I guess it's just because I'm one of these connect-the-dots people, uh, take a look at the recent research showing that better than 6 in 10 Americans take supplements on a regular basis, know that people go more uh, to complementary alternative medical doctors paying out-of-pocket in this country than to uh, conventional frontline doctors, that this is not part of the uh, the picture as well, Bill. Your insight. Well, that that is exactly one of the reasons that we just had a very extensive briefing on Capitol Hill for members of Congress and their staff on the use of dietary supplements in clinical care. Because we realize they get the message from consumers, hey, don't take away my dietary supplements. They get the message from the, the manufacturers that they're being harmed, but they don't get the message that this is a positive thing for their constituents' health. And so we really drove that message home with three outstanding uh, speakers, each of whom came in from their individual perspectives. And... Uh, if I, if I might, just a minute. The first speaker was Dr. Robin Sika from Connecticut. She came in with a fascinating case study on a patient who had come in with heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. Okay. She'd had a right catheterization uh, at, at her cardiologist's uh, direction. No change. She went to Yale. They sent her back for the other side to be catheterized. 
both of which, of course, are risky and carry risk as far as procedures. Sure. And when she got to Robin's office after going to Yale, she said, I, I just don't know what to do. This hasn't stopped. And Robin did a straightforward blood test that any lab can do and go, well, you're magnesium deficient. Put two bags of magnesium in her and uh, put her on magnesium supplements, and her heart turned to normal. <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> it was magnesium. I mean, you know. Every time I see one of these, oh, let's do a double-blind placebo trial. I said, okay, you're going to withdraw magnesium for people. We know it's used in 3,200 enzyme systems in the body. <laughs> and we know it kills you if you don't have enough of it. So how are you going to withdraw magnesium for people to check it out? It's uh, one of those amazing things. Uh, we had Dr. Uh, Woody Merrill from, from uh, Columbia University there talking about, amazingly, the all the medical schools that are putting integrative medicine and complementary alternative medicine into their programs. Mm -hmm. His is specifically a nutrition program for physicians, which he said they badly need. And uh, and the last one was Dr. James Lavelle, who was there as a pharmacist. Uh, you, I think you know James. He's a, he's a pharmacist and has written a fascinating book saying if you're taking these drugs, these are the nutritional supplements that uh, the nutritional deficiencies created by your drug. And he went through a straightforward heart drug that, uh, or excuse me, high blood pressure drug that that uh, depletes magnesium in the body, and then you get restless leg syndrome, and you take the drug for that, and then you have melatonin issues, and then you're ta- then you're next you're taking sleeping pills, and you know it's just kind of this cascade if if they're only treating symptoms rather than cause, and that's one of the big problems, as you know. Uh, and certainly one of the the dilemmas of facing the the candidates in the upcoming presidential election because without cost effective care it, oh, yes. it appears bill that that we're doomed <laughs> to oh. continue to throw more money at it you it, uh, Tommy Thompson when he was uh, secretary of health and human services used to repeatedly tell us we cannot treat the baby boomers like we've treated the previous generation because we simply can't afford it so we see now, what is it, um, uh, last count, 10 million Americans uh, d- dealing with irregular heart rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We look at the Centers for Disease Control's website, where Americans stand up nutritionally, and say, well, why aren't more physicians following Dr. Robin uh, Sika's uh, you know, protocol here? Well, you know, they, they lack the training. Uh, which is one of those things that I've, I'm working on a long-term plan to help make integrated medicine standard of care in 20 years. And, you know, it's, it's, that's going to be a, a fairly hefty process, but when, as, as we get the pieces in place, we, we may even have it happen faster than that. And it, it's essential, uh, that, that, we cover things like the Medical Information Treatment Access Act, and that get that database gets set up, and and we get the word out to physicians through uh, secondary education programs, the the uh, uh, continuing medical education that all of them are required to take, and and make these kinds of courses available for them because many of them want them. Okay, they they really want to give their patients the best care possible. That's why they really went in medicine. And uh, the integrated medicine docs are, are uh, be, we are getting more of them. And oftentimes, as you know, many of them come to this 
practice of medicine because of their own history where they couldn't get help within their own system. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, now that we are hitting that magic age of the 60 and above, yes. um, you know, you, we take a look at, at the current generation of seniors who are prescribed any, uh, any number. Uh, in fact, I think the latest statistics showing on average 33 medications in the mm. course of a year. Mm. <laughs> now, are we going to accept that model? Well, so far it's been accepted. And, uh, and it, we have concurrent problems that come with that. Largely because, as Dr. Lavelle pointed out in the congressional briefing, because of nutritional depletions that happen with many of those medications that need to be addressed. And if those, what he was bringing is, if we, if we address these nutritional problems, right. we will mitigate or avoid many of the side effects that we see out there in various drugs. And uh, that's if you choose to take those drugs, and if you <clears throat> where the where the we can get to the underlying cause of the disease a different way, we should. I mean, why are we spending forty eight point six billion dollars in Medicare on diabetes alone? Right. Uh, right. One of our our next briefing, I believe, it's going to be our very next briefing, is going to be using dietary supplements in treatment of uh, diabetic patients, and uh, a a an, a care of diabetic patients to actually get at the causes of their disease. That'll be a really interesting one. Yeah, because in a recent medical journal, uh, Dr. Laval published an intriguing article. In fact, it was a CME article about you know how some of the, the commonly used medications in type 2 diabetics actually deplete the body of nutrients, which sets the stage for the side effects of type 2 diabetes. And a recent British study, Bill, talking about how uh, diabetics, because of their tendency um, to uh, to urinate um, in, in copious amounts, actually have lower levels of key nutrients. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Dr. Richard Anderson, as you know, has done tremendous work on chromium and diabetes and now cinnamon and diabetes. And uh, it is... Uh, been very intriguing. He was very frustrated that NIH had chosen, rather than sponsoring further chromium research, as they had been directed by congressional language that I put in the bill, in the labor HHS bill, uh, they instead helped develop a drug to mimic chromium in the body, which then destroyed the liver and had to be pulled off the market. I mean, <laughs> he said, what about just using chromium? You know, it was, uh, sometimes it's just amazing what we won't do. Yeah, yeah. But but with the science there, and I'm I'm quite certain that with Dr. Jim Laval there, oh yeah, <laughs> he's the walking encyclopedia on the science there. He he, he is indeed a walking encyclopedia in the science, and <clears throat> and um, there's some developments we're working on to to assist him. Uh, we have, uh, as you know, Congressman uh, Chris Cannon is a big supporter uh, of the entire movement since he's got more dietary supplements in his district than anybody else in the nation. Uh, and uh, he certainly believes in dietary supplements and uh, the the role they should play in human health. And uh, he's helping in several aspects. He'll be introducing the Medical Information and Treatment Access Act when, uh, later on, either this year or early next year. But we you know we have the, the likes of, of the Harvard Nurses Study, the work of Dr. Walter Willett of Harvard. You know, even available in in consumer sources, his books. Uh, you know, Eat, Drink, and, and Be Healthy. Mm-hmm. That lifestyle can eliminate 95% of all type 2 diabetes. It's published in a mainstream medical journal, uh-huh. uh, New England Journal of Medicine. 
yet it doesn't appear to to change the practice of medicine in this country, Bill. Well, that's this is kind of that old prejudice of, well, if dietary supplements were any good, they'd have taught me about it in medical school. Well, when did they have time? I mean, <laughs> that, that's uh, that's what uh, Dr. Uh, Woody Merrill's been doing right. is right. Ter- teaching. He says he started out with an advanced nutrition course. That's what he started it as. You know, okay, guys, you've had all this good training. Now let, let's go to you know helping disease treatment with with uh, vitamins, minerals, and, and other uh, nutritional supplements. And he said he found out he was, he had to teach a basic nutrition class because they hadn't even remembered biochemistry from you know their second year of medical school. So it's. Uh, but it does point out in, in a day and time where we have westernized our lifestyle, where uh-huh. we eat, and, and I love that the terminology. I'm just seeing it for the first time in the medical literature. That Western meat sweet diet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we eat far too many animal uh, proteins. Yep. Um, far too many sweets. It, it has led to skyrocketing rates of, of obesity and and diabetes and heart disease and, and even cancer. Sure. Uh-huh. One of the problems of modernity uh, is that we now have the capability of making any food sweet. Yeah. If you go back to nature, what foods are sweet in nature? There are things like honey and maple syrup and, and honey pot ants and things like that, all of which, by the way, are extremely high in minerals. All your fruits off of trees are high in minerals. And so we don't have an off switch for sweet because it was rare in nature, okay? And so here we have the ability to create any any junk food, make it sweet, and, you know, just don't have an off switch. And so that, that's driven a lot of the problem, and, and then, you know, the refined uh, carbohydrates uh, have just driven that tremendously. So with, you know, better than 50% of, of, of the dollars spent on, on health care, and I guess we could arguably, <laughs> you know, make a case for its disease care in this country, covering from government sources, uh, Bill, knowing that you know, the conventional medical approach to these chronic diseases is, is not cost-effective, you know, can we look to, to government to make an effective change uh, when it comes to these needless dollars being spent, you know the action taken recently by the Centers for uh, Medicare and Medicaid was pretty gutsy. Yeah. Well, looking at at this practically, the problem is that most of Congress is made up of lawyers, and so they defer to the doctors since they're not trained to be doctors. And uh, this is fortunately. We've now have the Physicians Caucus, which just had two new members added to it, one from Georgia and one from Wyoming. Uh, one that gives you two doctors in the Senate now and, and uh, uh, 15 members of the Physicians Caucus in the House. Uh, that's, that's one of the re- reasons we're working extensively with that group to help educate them on this additional information because... If you just listen to the people that control the medical centers, um, they're going to get one set of information that, you know, this, the whole new genomics thing is now going to give us, uh, proteomics, which is going to tell us the biochemistry of how disease processes happen. Okay? Right. And you can spend a lot of money looking for something in the wrong place. And, uh, 
many many people that have gone searching for gold have certainly found that out. On the other hand, when you look for it in the right place, there's a big payoff. So we're going to be helping, hopefully, the the uh, process to to look more in the right place over time and get at these very uh, intractable problems. When we return, uh, uh, Bill, let's let's talk about how each and every person listening to you can get involved to support that effort. Dr. Bill Duncan joining us today, a real expert inside the Beltway on taking a broad-based, science-based approach to health care, focusing on key issues like head injury for our returning war victims. Joining us today on behalf of the American Association for Health Freedom, as always, we invite you to join us, 800-307-3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Check out Deborah Ray online, now with live audio streaming and audio archives of past shows, plus news stories, guest information, and the fast way to find books you've heard mentioned on the show, only at HealthyTalkRadio.com. Dr. Bill Duncan joining us today. He does, uh, from time to time, to talk about uh, important health freedom issues. He does uh, just a marvelous job inside the Beltway with his own uh, very personal success story about how thinking outside the box in medicine literally uh, uh, saved his, his life, saved his kit, saved his liver. And, and talking about, you know, how we can affect a change. That right now Americans do vote with their pocketbooks visiting more integrative, uh, complementary and alternative medical doctors, uh, do take supplements on a regular basis. How do we get this message across inside the Beltway, Bill? Well, the best way is to go to www.healthfreedom.net and look at the latest things that are, are, are there to write into your members of Congress about. For example, right now, almonds have been attacked. Believe it or not, raw almonds have been attacked. And they, when you buy raw almonds today, if they're from the U.S., they have to be sterilized either with a carcinogenic drug or with steam, which is astounding because they still say raw. You couldn't buy pasteurized milk labeled as raw, so why should we be able to buy pasteurized almonds that way? And uh, it's a real problem when these kinds of things happen, and, and your listeners, in order to help make integrative medicine the standard of care in the next 20 years, can go and write on a regular basis to their members of Congress. Uh, it, it's very easy to do so on on the site. You put in your information. It tells you who your members of Congress are and gives you a sample letter, and you can then modify it to your uh, desired specifications and send it. It's very easy to participate that way. It's much, uh, much harder to do so from scratch. And you're, you're, you're inside the Beltway. You know, what does it mean when a constituent takes the time to write and call their elected officials, Bill? We had one case where we actually wrote the Child Internet Protection Act based on one constituent's letter to their congressman. And we wound up actually protecting all the children in America from pornography on the Internet by doing it. Keep in mind that there we had more people write in about Deshay and protecting their dietary supplements and passing the Deshay bill than any other single issue in history, including the Vietnam War. Americans understand. Americans yes. understand, absolutely. So it, they they do pay attention to your phone calls. They do especially pay attention to your letters, which are now because of 9-11 on email uh, is the best way to send them in. 
and uh, I strongly urge everybody to write because those letters, those phone calls do matter. Bill, always great information and always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Bill Duncan joining us today on behalf of the American Association for Health Freedom. As he indicated, healthfreedom.net. If you're not webified, 1-800-230-2762. And Deborah reminding you, live long, stay healthy.